Hey everybody, this is Alex here again to welcome you to Soul Story. Thank you for giving us a listen. We are starting out our podcast with a week full of not only scene setting, but player interviews as well. We are doing this so you can get to know us as we get to know you. Spencer was kind enough to sit down and ask Alex a few questions. Oh, hey, that's me. Okay, well, well I have a water. I have the you, setup. Okay. What were you going to say? I'm just going to ask how your day is going. My day is going all right. I worked a big old shift real early in the morning because um, we're running out of people. Uh, uh-huh. Because remember how I want to quit? Uh, yeah. Everyone else suddenly got that idea too. Oh, uh, handy. So I got to come in at 6 a.m. to help up help up the boss. That's what I was going to say. I, I really helped him up. But hello today. Hello. Hi. So we have been here before. Yeah. At least it was just once before. Yeah. It was fun. Now we have the opportunity to uh, refine it. Seriously. So... I feel like that's a proper introduction. I feel like oh, yeah. we can just oh, hey, jump hang right on. in. Oh? Well, we need some names. Do we? Because I'm Alex. That's me. And I'm I, Alex. And I am Spencer. That's that's how this is going down. That hasn't changed? You're still Spencer? It hasn't. I'm, uh... Yeah, so in case this is the first piece of Soul Story media you decided to ingest, that's who we are. Yeah. We are here. We're going to interview Alex. We're going to ask her some questions, some mm-hmm. some softballs, some hard hitters. <laughs> We're going to see what works and what doesn't. And she's going to cut most of this out. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I did get a chance last time. We did go a full hour and a half last time. Did we? I thought that was just for mine. Nope. We definitely went an hour and a half. Yours was an hour 45. Yours was really close to two. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I didn't do much better than you did. <laughs> oh, well, then we're just going to do questions right now. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, awesome. let's do it. Let's, let's get, to get it. into this. So, Alex, uh, yeah, we Spence. know how you met everyone, but why did you pick the people that you did for the podcast? You know, what's super funny is that I have no memory of these questions whatsoever. So that's awesome. This is going to be a ride. <laughs> why did I pick the people that I picked? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know you through one gaming aspect or another, and through the years or months in which I've known some of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all seem like decent folk. Robert is someone who inspires me as a DM. Continually, game after game, uh, I, I can't do accents, but he can slip into them like it's no big deal. He can craft a story. He doesn't even need like his notes in front of him. He just goes for it, and he knows exactly where his game's going. It blows me away. Logan is funny as fuck. Bam Bam, he's he's our sweet one. Like if we were a boy band, he was our sweet one. Um, well, he's then, the sweet one and the pretty boy all mixed into one. That there's like I, I feel like a difference. Like I, mm, they're maybe. all supposed to be pretty. They're all <laughs> supposed to be pretty. And Spence, I don't know. You're just here for funs. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> no. wild card. The wild card. No one likes a wild card, Spencer. It's. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I got to game with you through an MMO, and that was a whole experience in itself. And I'm really curious to see how you 
pull your your own writing mind into a speaking format. Oh, it's going to be bad. No, it's it's going to be great. I have high expectations. You know what? We're going to do another what? question real quick. Oh, We're okay. not even going to talk about Arrested oh. Development Season 4's <laughs> remix or anything. Not even once. Don't even nope. don't even mention it. I haven't even mentioned it. So, You're right. Alex. I did. It was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Alex. Yes. Why yes, did you want to do a podcast? I was one of the people that auditioned for the Cthulhu and Friends audition back last fall. Last fall being fall of 2017. And I really thought I had a shot. But it turns out they didn't like my beautiful angelic voice. And that's A-OK. But I was devastated, frankly. It wasn't just, oh man, rejection sucks. No, no, I was pretty upset over it. And I was disappointed because I had been looking forward to doing this thing. And then I sat and I was like, yo, self, you could do the thing. You could just make a podcast. You can, you have the ability to. And I was like, self, you're totally right. Let's do this. And so it came from a place of, I don't want to say pain. It's not like creative pain. It was just, I was surprised with how disappointed I was. I thought it was going to be a fun thing to try. And if it didn't happen, or like whatever happened, happened more like. And then mm-hmm. it didn't happen. And yeah, so now Soul Story has come from me realizing I am a functioning human being who can create. And I'm very, very excited about it. Well, moving on. Alex, yeah, give me another question. I, Spencer. I will, actually. How long have you been gaming forward slash DMing? I, I think we've all been saying, like, we've all been gaming for forever. But it feels like forever. I remember my dad taught me how to play D&D when I was about six years old, as much as a six-year-old could learn how to play D&D. Uh, I played Lita the Halfling Rogue, three, third edition, good times. Uh, and I played on and off for a while. It's basically till my dad was deployed. Mm-hmm. When I was about six, no, not even 16, more like 15, somewhere, teenage years, mid-teens, I started DMing. And my dad was just like, here, take the stuff. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds good. And I now have a bookshelf of too many books. And it's it's been a thing ever since. So a while. Um yeah, that's all I really got to say. I've been doing it a while. Well, I think that's a fine answer. Thank you. Alex. Yes. What is your favorite gaming fuck up? Uh, I never fuck up, so. Well, that's this your answer, really folks. Hard. <laughs> no, shit. I'm sure I have. I mean, I've made bad calls as DMs before. Um, I think most notably recently was I uh, accidentally TPK'd a group. Accidentally, not accidentally. Uh, I was starting to believe that my players thought they were invincible Mm -hmm. or that they they deserve to live. Mm -hmm. And I'm a pretty easygoing DM, but when someone just straight up tells me, yeah, 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 no, my character can never die, I was like, hmm. We'll see. We'll see. So my intention was to scare the bejesus out of them, thinking that their characters could die. 
I may have put in an extra monster. Okay, wait, hold up though, because it isn't just my fault. They had a big boss battle and they did not rest afterwards. So they were already wounded and short on spells. And they were like, nope, we're going to keep adventuring. So it's not all my fault. Just mostly. Mostly my fault. So they get stuck in with a roper and the first person dies. And that's really unfortunate. And then uh, Robert was in that game, and Robert sacrificed his character, hoping that that would give another character a chance to to run away. Uh, but it was a big mazy dungeony thing, and so I um, there's going to be some random encounters as she was running along, and I just rolled really well, and she did not. So she got bit by a spider and was paralyzed and drug off to a web, and it just. It was a rough game. I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> I, I wanted them to realize that uh, life, even if it's fictional, isn't a thing to to take for granted. And uh, they they definitely don't let me live it down that I TPK'd. It was our first TPK in like two years because that's, <laughs> that's as long as we've been playing. No one's been TPK'd. Like, we don't even get character deaths that often, if ever. So going from no character deaths to a total, oh, I probably should say TPK, total party kill. Uh, yeah, it was rough. We had to take a little break after that. I think it's them who are in the wrong. I think your first point <laughs> still stands. You have never fucked up ever. <laughs> well, that's why I keep you around, Spencer. You're my yes man. Yeah. You're here to make sure my ego never deflates. Well, it's an important, like aspect of being our grand leader like if your ego ever deflated then you know you might give up and we'd all be out of jobs your guys are getting paid for this though well we we, we can we can talk about that we can talk <laughs> about that after the interview that's fine that's fine that's... don't unionize no <laughs> unions well in the same vein as the last question do you have mm -hmm. any gaming superstitions? I am a firm believer in don't touch my dice. Uh, although I have it more for my DM dice in particular. Mm -hmm. my, my DM dice are black and red, which is a tradition. I came from my dad. Fun game. Drink whenever I mention my dad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, his dice were always black with red font. Like I remember those were his DM dice. I remember being told you can never touch those. So that was just something I really internalized. And so now my DM dice are black and red. And technically, they're also Neos when I was playing her for a bit, mm -hmm. um, which just is kind of cheating. But uh, yeah, to make sure no one fucks with my dice, I, I keep them in their own special box. I have a ton of dice. So even the ones that I pick special for my character, which I do, that would be superstition number two, mm -hmm. is that whenever you make a new character, you got to pick new dice. That those I don't mind sharing, but it's also more like, hey, ask first, and then I share. You don't just reach over and grab them from me. Wow, I'm an only child. Don't share. Wow, that's wow. that's actually like insane person behavior. I'm glad you shared that. <laughs> um, excuse you. Don't be rude. No, I love it. But yeah, I get you. I I think I think don't touch my stuff. Is a way more normal opinion than like, 
than like, oh, stand over there. I don't want you blocking the airflow because my dice. It's like so. middle ground where you have the airflow and you have the don't touch my stuff. My middle ground is if you touch my stuff, you're going to fuck with it. So it's just a, a middle ground between the two. So. So. We are now so. down to the personal questions. Are you ready for this? Ooh. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so very broad. What is it like mm-hmm. in the life of Alex? Oh, man. Uh, I'm doing the thing that all 20-year-olds are doing and working a lot. Mm-hmm. I work two jobs. One mm-hmm. of them is data entry. And then my fun job is that I work at a comic shop. Uh, and that's that's fun. I really like that shop a lot. I've worked there for about eight years now. Uh I cuddle my dog. I play a lot of Overwatch. And then it's time for bed usually, so that's kind of my day. Oh no. Well not oh I, no, that I, sounds awesome, but No, no. I mean, it's just I I'm one of those people that plans my day to a T. So like today, this morning I knew what I was gonna be doing at four, at four thirty, at five, probably that we're gonna be done. Well, it wasn't going to be done by 6.30, but now it's probably going to be more like 6.45. It's insane person stuff again. It's just mm-hmm. I tend to be hyper-schedulized. And it's good because it keeps me on track for all the stuff I do want to do. So uh, playing in three games during the week, being three games of D&D during the week, that takes up a lot of my time. It's a lot of fun, but that's also leaves me four days to get stuff done. Yeah. And yeah, it's just... I keep busy. I guess I used to be part of a burlesque troupe. That was cool. I really liked that. I just got into grad school. I really like that. That's going to be fun. <laughs> I hope. I'm going for forensic and law psychology. So, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to do crime. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think, I hope. As long as I don't get caught. <laughs> Looking at you, Golden State Killer. Looking at you. Man, he almost made it. He almost. If it he- wasn't for some dumb ancestry website. How mad would you be? You got away with it this long, and it wasn't even something in your control. It just was some stupid website because 2018 has too much technology. He would have gotten away with it. So, Alex, what inspires yeah. you as a DM? <laughs> What inspires me as a DM? I actually don't do a lot of pre-written campaigns. I write most of mine. Ooh. I, I, I can think of the handful of years I've been DMing. Mm-hmm. That's about 10 now. I have run three or four pre-generated campaigns. Otherwise, I've written my own. Um, the ones I write, my favorite scenes usually tend to be uh, scary horror horror horror-based scenes. Um, But I also used to read a lot of fantasy books, and I read a lot of comics, and I read... Well, I don't read Westerns, but I'll sit and watch Westerns with my dad, drink, and I guess I just kind of pull from a little bit of everywhere, whatever's capturing my attention at the moment. Um, Yeah, I kind of just write what I want. (laughs) Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I wish I had a better answer. That's a fine answer. I don't know what you're talking about. 
It sounds lame, yo. Well, guess what? I just write. You get to delve into that more in our next question. Oh, thank God. Because, Alex, what is Hmm. your favorite campaign that you've ever DM'd? My favorite campaign Mm -hmm. was I was doing my first big campaign. It wasn't just like a one shot that I wrote. It was my first like world buildy, story building kind of campaign. And I had a table full of new players. And they ended up setting up for a god war. Mm-hmm. The The idea was after X millennia, the gods all fought each other. And whoever came out the champion would get to decide the fate of the world for the next X millennia. And, but, but or I guess they're gods. So they don't, they don't fight each other, really. They get it mortals to fight for them. So they enlisted these armies of people and they're all fighting each other and whoever of the of the mortals lasts, that's who decides, right? Well, our our adventuring party didn't know that they signed up for it. They stole from a trickster god's altar. And this resulted in a whole other spin-off of one of the one of the players was like, you know, I really just want to get shit house at your table while we're playing. Cause you're young and dumb and it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But I have the hard and fast rule of, like, I don't mind if you drink, but no blacking out, right? Because no one's going to have fun during that. Yeah. It's different when everyone's going that way, which we learned. So I made this, this it's not quite a, a hedge maze, but it was a map that was squ- uh, split into four qu- quadrants, quadrants, and they each represented a different drug or, you know, stuff that would get you loopy. I don't know the word I'm looking for. So there was like the pot section. There was the booze section. There was an LSD section and there was a um, cocaine. That's right. It was cocaine was the last one. And they were going through and and dicking about and they ended up meeting Ferris, the God whom I made up. And he was like, Hey, do you want my gifts for you? And he had like a very special, cool magic item. And everyone was like, fuck yes let's do it which surprised me that every single one of them the cleric turned away from his god to go to this god like it was an ordeal in my <laughs> books they they're new they don't get it they don't get what a big deal that is so yeah they accidentally signed up for this war and they kept bumping into these other groups of people at one point we did like a fight club thing and i again i can't i can't do accents so i had my friend do I like I recorded accents for me to announce like okay next in the ring is so and so, but they changed their names. They bluffed their way into the the um, fight club area and they changed their names to vegetables. So the recording was moot entirely, um, and it was just a bunch of fun shenanigans. And once I kind of wanted to wrap up that story, I knew the next story I wanted to do was something about the underworld. So I I guess this isn't my first TPK. The one earlier wasn't my first TPK. This one was. <laughs> because I purposely, on purpose, killed them all. So that way they would go to this underworld area. And that fed into them getting their souls mixed up in the wrong bodies. And they had to get a petition signed to find their original bodies and to go back to Earth because they were killed unfairly. And yeah, it was just a good little good little story. It was fun. Well, I'm glad you had fun with it. Thanks. It sounds super interesting. I liked it a lot. So, mm-hmm. so 
Now, yes. we're going to go to our next question. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. So, you've played the Malifaux RPG before. What mm -hmm. was your experience like? So, Moose was my um, was my DM for that. When I played, I had no idea what I was doing. The learning curve is pretty steep, despite playing role playing games as long as I have had been playing them. The first game we played, I only did a few games of. I played a rookie cop, and she ended up tattling on the rest of the group because they were a bunch of criminals. <laughs> um, it was just it, I was a busy time in my life. I was still in school. I was working at a group home. I was working at the comic shop. It was all over the place. Uh, and I just didn't have time for gaming. So I backed down to that. And then a few months later, once everything calmed down, Moose said he was going to do another game. It's set like 50 years in the future or some such. Whatever the math of it was, it was like 1920s, 30s. So I was like, well, since there's a class called Performer, and I'm technically a performer, I decided to make my burlesque persona <laughs> into Malifaux. And that was a hoot and a half. Um, Darling got to wander around and cause mischief. And yeah, that one that one was good. He had a whole serial killer storyline in place. Um, I think Darling would have been better with the other group and vice versa. Like, I wish I kind of could have switched Darling and my rookie cop. But both games were a lot of fun, enough for me to fall in love with it. So, now that we know that, why did you pick Malifaux for this podcast? So I've been listening to podcasts for well, a crisp year now. Uh, I, primarily, I listen to role-playing game podcasts. Most of them tend to be 5th edition D&D. I don't blame them. I love 5th edition. It's super accessible, easy to learn, a lot of fun. The one you hear next is Pathfinder. And then the next one I'd say I, I see a lot of is Call of Cthulhu. So you got fantasy, fantasy, and creepy sci-fi horror. It's mm -hmm. everything the world really needs, right? <laughs> but I, while wanting to make a podcast, I wanted something that could stand out amidst all the other podcasts. And so Malifaux was just really the next easiest choice. It has the steampunk element to it. It has a, a world so saturated in lore that's incredibly fascinating that all these different factions operate in this world and engage with one, with one another and change the history of what's going on. Uh, I just, it's such, it's, it's a strong concept. Some of the rules are a little janky as we, we're getting used to them. <laughs> but yeah, mostly it was selfish. It was like, what's something that's going to stand out? I could run a damn good D&D game, but what's something that's going to sparkle? And that's Malifaux. Well, I'm... Super glad that you picked it because it envelops a lot of my interests too. And I think this is infinitely more interesting than if we were just doing the standard D&D &D or the standard Pathfinder. So I think you made a good choice. Oh, thanks, Spence. Yeah. So now, <laughs> are you ready yes. for the time capsule? Time capsule, time capsule. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, what do you expect is going to happen in this game that we uh, just started, that we're not weeks and weeks into? 
what do I expect out of this campaign that we are fresh from and definitely not weeks and weeks into? Mm -hmm. This is so hard now. I, I expect that we will hit some bumps that despite my best efforts, I think it will be interesting and difficult to, to get everyone to work together. That's true. We have a lot of different personalities in the, not just in like out of character, but in character. They're very varied. I think it's going to turn out like Guardians of the Galaxy, where everyone fucking hates each other in the beginning, but everyone loves each other in the end. Well, now all we got to do is live up to Guardians of the Galaxy. That's easy, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone can be Chris Pratt. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> That's all that movie has, right? It's just Chris Pratt everywhere. Basically, I don't remember anyone else. So, what are you looking forward to in this game, in the context of talking about this game for the sake game. of time capsule? I I have a lot planned, and potentially too much planned, mm -hmm. but each storyline that I've built and each path I've so far have thought of for you guys, and the typical like video game, here's objective one, two, three, four, I'm really excited about. I think if you're able to get to even one of them, I'll, you guys are going to really have fun and I'll have fun because I'll be like, look at this thing that I created. I did this. I thought of this and you guys get to play it and to see your reaction to some of the twists that are within each of those and how each of those side quests really affect the main quest that I have in mind. I just, I'm really, really excited to share my story, guys. I think you're going to love it. Well, I think that completes the time capsule. Yay. So now we can just bury this recording underground where no one will find it. Before we continue on, yep. um, I thought there's going to be another question that I could address this at, but no. So things that inspire me. Okay. So my number one Western is uh, High Plains Drifter. Um, True Grit, Good, Bad, and Ugly. Like, those are my top three. I can watch mm -hmm. those all day long and be now, happy about it. Original mm -hmm. True Grit or the new one? Either. Okay. I really like the new one because I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan, but either. Okay. And as far as like horror stuff goes, Corpse Party is just a, a fountain of inspiration for me. I <sighs> haven't... Oh my god. I love the game. I love watching the anime. Everything about it. I can't get it out of my head. I will sit there. Oh, here's a fun fact. When I sit and I really need to study... If I really need to write, there's two soundtracks I'll listen to. Silent Hill soundtrack, all of them, really just all of them, and uh, the Corpse Party soundtrack. When I was running Ravenloft, I played the Corpse Party soundtrack. I It is the thing for me when I think, what kind of vibes do I want to make someone feel? That's it, right there. Followed then closely by Silent Hill because it's Silent Hill, and how more iconic can you get? <laughs> oh, Tenth Kingdom. If anyone remembers Tenth Kingdom... That's a huge inspiration to my writing as a whole, not just when I'm DMing. So, yeah. Okay, we can continue on now. First question of the lightning round. Are you ready? Oh, no. Oh, we're doing the lightning round right now? Yeah, right now. Oh, okay. Let's do it, I guess. Yeah, let's Woo. do the lightning round. So, Alex, quick, quick, mm -hmm. before, before anyone <laughs> hears us, what is your favorite D&D &D class? Rogue. Neat. Okay, what is your favorite monster in an RPG? You know what? I know what I said last time. I'm still pretty torn. Um, I really, really like mimics, but gnolls are also a very close second. Like, those two, it's hard for me to pick. 
I think I like gnolls more from EverQuest than necessarily gnoll gnolls, but that's kind of translated because I also really like hyenas. But mimics are so cool. The traditional chest, tongue, trap. I love it. It's just, it's all too classic for me. <laughs> okay. So, what is your favorite suit of cards? Diamonds. Woo! Woo! So, what is your favorite gaming food? Mm. Oh, that's right. You made fun of made fun of me for this. I I don't think I did. You definitely did. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I love tortilla chips and bean dip. Uh-huh. 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 So Alex. Are we still friends? Favorite movie <laughs> genre. <laughs> um, I really like indie flicks, particularly in the flavor of Wes Anderson. I uh I, I have my, like my favorite directors, and they're all just a little bit different. But anything that has probably stop animation to it and um, flat affect, monotone voices, it it, it just it, it hits my funny bone, funny bone in a fun way. I like it. What is your favorite candy? Today it's Twix. I don't even know if I don't even know if you said that last <laughs> time. Maybe who knows? We should delete. Yeah. Everything. Start over. Everything. Start over. Let's let's just end the recording. Okay. What is your favorite comic book now that we've ended the recording? Harley Quinn is not my favorite comic. Despite my obsession, it is not my favorite. Describe your obsession so everyone knows. Uh, describe my shame, you mean? Yeah. I have more statues than I probably should. I just got fresh ink of her on my leg. <laughs> I have a giant poster above my computer. I, um... It's a problem, okay? It's fine. <laughs> I I literally will order statues, forget that I order them, and then they come into work, and Jason's like, hey, you should pick this up. And I'm like, shit, you're right. This is my <laughs> life, Spencer. <laughs> Can I answer your question with an answer that's not relevant? Yes. It's not a comic. It was a graphic novel called um, Ball, Peen, Hammer. And mm -hmm. I read it within the first few months of me starting to work at the comic shop, and I fell in love. I think it was one of the first comics that I fell in love with is that had adult themes to it. It is a graphic novel set in this pretty post-World War III apocalyptic kind of world. And it was just so dark because there's these people dying of the plague, and there's a child running around trying to kill people but then this girl comes around and she like tries to nurture him and like tell him everything's gonna be okay and it's just it's dark it doesn't end on a good note uh <laughs> the ball peen hammer thing's kind of very repo man ask where there's one or there's a handful of people who are assigned to kill people who have the sickness so to, to help prevent it from spreading but they don't give them guns they give them ball peen hammers and i just was so 16 year old me was blown away blown away I definitely have my titles that I like that are issues, like Crack Queens, I think is really, really good. But my favorite comic technically would be Ball Peen Hammer because of um, just the road it led me down. I will have to pick that up now, all of a sudden, because that sounds super up my alley. Now we are into custom questions. Are you ready? I'm are nervous. you ready for whatever I have cooked up? Yes. Okay. Lightning round. Lightning, Lightning round. round. Alex, quick. So everyone knows, so everybody knows. What is your Harry Potter nerd house? 
<laughs> uh, I'll, I'm a I'm in Gryffindor. Unfortunately, that's my jam. Um, I've tried fighting it for so long, but it's just the truth. Now, are you one of those Gryffindors that says they're a Gryffindor, but they're clearly not? I have yet to take a test, and in years where I haven't come up as Gryffindor, and I don't know why. So this was one from last time. So Alex, you mm-hmm. you bite into a chocolate chip cookie only to realize that it is oatmeal raisin. <laughs> what is your immediate reaction? How do you cope? Both of these cookies are like a five out of ten on their respective like cookie trees. But we also acknowledge that it would be canon for the cookie to at least be somewhat soft because I would never eat a crunchy cookie. You would never, because only never. animals do that. Yes. So it had to be chewy enough for me to think it was safe. Mm-hmm. And then they use too much butter or something. That's right, because I would take a bite to be polite. Well, I, mm-hmm. I take a bite, eat it, because you don't have to spit up food. We're not animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized it was a subpar oatmeal cookie, mm-hmm. I would then tell my friend, hey, here's this oatmeal cookie. Do you want it? And I would try to hand it off to him. <laughs> See, that is a polite and respectable answer. Everyone else I have asked that would be like, oh, I'd throw it against the ground. Oh, I'd just leave it there. Oh, I'd blah, blah, blah. No, you you try to repurpose it. You try to make sure that the world gets fed. Yeah, that's me. I'm here to help the world. In general, real easy. Uh What is your favorite Parks and Rec character? I feel like that's too easy, too. Are you sure? I thought... I thought you'd be at least kind of torn. Leslie Nope. It's it's because I am a Leslie Nope myself. Uh, so. Keep talking. Ignore <laughs> that. <laughs> Do you want to pick a different show? I don't know. No, Maybe avoid Parks no. and Rec. <laughs> Explain it. Explain Leslie Nope. I think Leslie Nope was one of the first characters and maybe only characters I've mm, no. Close close second would be Amy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. But they're both very similar. It's just you don't see hyper organized people, women, particularly women, um, in a pa- like place of pow- blah place of power. And sure, they get teased for it, but they still get shit done. And people really respect them for getting shit done. And I think that's really cool. And I think Leslie is just has this heart of gold, and she just wants the best for the world. And her work ethic is something to be admired. And I, I, I don't know. She just. Everything everything she says makes me smile. I would say close second, however, would be Donna. No, no, not Donna. She's my third. Jean Ralphio. Okay. I really like <laughs> Mona Lisa. Money, please, is my favorite quote of all time. It's an immediate problem solver. <laughs> What's the hardest you've laughed lately? I think the reason this, com- or this this question is so hard for me is because I laugh a lot, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I can, I do. I find humor in a lot of different things. Well, I think when you like surround yourself with humor and it's something that like hits you like day to day to day, like mm-hmm. you kind of lose those peaks because it's it's like it's a whole mountain range of like you're constantly surrounded by funny stuff going on. So you're always laughing, so it's hard to, like, you know, remember. And I guess I get that. I I laugh so much, I don't even know I'm laughing sometimes. When when I was living with 
two of my sorority sisters, uh, I would come out of my room and be like, oh my god, guys, I was watching the funniest thing. And they would both would be like, yes, we know. We heard you laughing. I'm like, oh, I was laughing out loud? Oh, no. So now I'm just terrified that I'm giggling all the time. So, uh, yeah, I just, I like to laugh. So if there's something funny, I'll probably laugh. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. And with that, Alex, I don't know if you noticed, but the interview is over. It's done. I think this has been fun. I think we knocked that other interview out of the water. Hey, you know what's super cool? Uh, this what is the last is? interview of the week. So, uh... There's going to be a follow-up episode here. Feel free to download it for uh, as, as our expectations and the crunchy stuff. So that means rules. It sounds super boring, but I promise it'll be useful as we continue on in our story. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see you guys next week, Monday, for our first episode of campaigns. Or first episodes of, of the campaign. And Tuesday, we'll have some lore goodies for you to learn more about Malifaux. So thanks for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you guys next week. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!